prices. Wilder, after all the goddamn shenanigans you pulled last season, you should be thanking God you're still a goddamn uniform, goddammit! everybody what's up hoops hello team it's enough the only podcast where you can hear a couple of guys talk about movies and tv nailed it with your hosts the turkey boys ryan Eckner and scott sweeney <clears throat> and fans we are live from the city on a hill it's a lovely day we're um add that into the repertoire i like that is that in that's funny the, do we have anything in the mailbag to start us off with, Bry? I uh, yeah, we do actually. Ooh, uh, love friend, that friend of the show, Brian. Oh, Brian? actually sent us an email. Brian. Uh, Brian writes. Brian, love he, you, bud. He wrote fun about an article that he sent us about Keanu Reeves, actually. Oh. What we discussed the other day about how we're at peak Keanu right now. Yeah. People are even throwing around the word Keanu songs, which is. That, yeah, well, I'm out. I'm out on assances. I don't. It's they. They say that in this article in yeah. so many words. It's Keanu never went away. It's like come no, on. No, I mean now like, it's he's just been making much. good movies for basically our entire lives. Yes. So. Give me a little snippet of this article. Yeah, it's a Gizmodo article. Dope. It's a Gizmodo article, and uh, is that a good site? I'm not familiar. It's like tech stuff. It's yeah, okay. It sounds techy and nerdy. I like it. Um. They said, this is under their design section, and it said, Someone made a portable Keanu GIF player, and I need it now. And it's oh like, Oh my god. Uh, yeah, that's, I have to have this. That's dumb, man. The article starts with Keanu Reeves has always been great. That said, we are truly living in the golden age of the Keanu Renaissance. Yes, yes. <laughs> so much so that someone has created a do it yourself portable Keanu GIF player, because why resign yourself to merely imagining his glory when you can watch multiple 10 second clips of it? Yeah. And it's just too much. I bet there's like 40 other articles that say the same thing. I don't... Where it's just like, this is epic, right, folks? Like, ugh. It's just like, enough. You're gonna kill... You're gonna kill this man. Yeah, and then you're the gonna kill this done. guy. And then Brian <laughs> made reference to the fact that he and I are the only two people on Earth who watched uh, Chapter 27 with wow. uh, Jared Leto. Yeah. And he... I believe he's correct. He did watch that. I used he to work at Blockbuster with Brian. and that, uh, Friend of the show. He's he's with us with the turkeys. He knows, he knows the plate. Um, I appreciate it. Thanks for the email, bud. Yeah, keep listening, pal. Love you. Love you. Miss you. Whole deal. What um, what's in the news, hoops? Um, well, there was a hot story. There's, there's a new live action Little Mermaid that they're making, and they cast a, a black girl in the role of Ariel, and everyone's all up in arms with that cares and it's yeah it's like i got an idea to 
to stop all this uproar for all these movies, stop making these live-action Disney remakes. Like, Aladdin came out, nobody liked it. The The Lion King's about to come out and probably make a fortune, but well, it looks... It looks good, yeah. It looks, you know... They still they haven't shown the animals speaking because I think they know that it's they know it looks silly for like photorealistic animals to be speaking perfect English. It's gonna look silly. Could be a bomb. Yeah, it's one of those things that like kids are willing to suspend disbelief a little easier than adults. Yeah, and I feel like you know we'll probably see it and just be sitting there just like. Ugh. But yeah, and I saw today there's a trailer for the Mulan live action remake. Which I didn't even I know. I don't they... remember anyone even caring about Mulan. Yeah, I didn't know they were doing that. And then they're just like, here's Mulan also. And it's like, just make new original stuff. And then people won't argue about whether or not they should be this race or that race. It'll just be whatever it is. It'll be a new thing. It'll, you know. Chicks can't hold their like... smoke. That's what it is. And every news story I see, I'm like, is this a bit? I also saw that the writer of The Mask, the Jim Carrey movie, has been working on a female-led reboot. How does that grab you? Of The Mask? Yes. Which, it's like, The, the Mask only worked because Jim Carrey was like a, a comedic force of nature, as they say. And he was, like, in the pocket back then. I, I agree with you, but I'd go so far as to say The Mask barely worked. Like, it was... It it's was, a fun movie, because of him. It's well, a, if they made The Mask now, it yeah. would be... Yeah, no, and they already tried joke. a sequel. Remember Son of the Mask with Jamie Kennedy? It was like one of the biggest bombs that's ever existed. I actually that one. Oh, did you? But yeah, they they haven't said who they're like going to cast or whatever, but a female The Mask. It'll probably star Tiffany Haddish and be the worst movie ever made. Can't wait to see it. I also saw that uh, they got a roast of Alec <clears throat> Baldwin coming out. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> Strong. The, uh... I don't know anything more about it. I don't know who the roasters are, but uh, I enjoy roast. You know these Comedy Central, Jeff Ross led things. Usually, have yeah, some, I'm sure it's funny. There's a lot yucks. to make fun of him. The, yeah. the the stuff about him calling his daughter and calling her a little pig. Yeah, the and pig stuff. That voicemail. I hope everyone goes up there and it's just like does like a bad Trump voice and it's like that was better than your Trump impression. <laughs> Literally, everyone could do that. But uh, I'll give that a watch. That comes out in a few weeks. <clears throat> the, uh, you have any news? I feel like I'm hogging the news spotlight over here. Um, Should I keep roaring? I'll keep roaring. No, no, I got one. Okay. I was just deciding which one I want to start with. But the the new Aziz Ansari special is coming Ooh. to Netflix. Aziz Ansari right now. Mm. And I guess uh, he has time in between forcing women to give him blowjobs to write some jokes where he talks like a baby. Wow. Are you going to throw an allegedly in there? Do you know this for a fact? Uh, I'm, I'm not up on the Aziz. I don't know like the details <clears throat> of what he did. I mean, the women write accounts of, of him doing the head push down. Mm. Just, he's a scumbag, man. I'd like to uppercut him in the chin at the top of a flight of concrete stairs. I'm not, like, uh, I'm not wild about his stand-up he's in not general, funny. outside of all that. Let's hear you tell the Kanye West story again. Oh, he's wacky and yeah. different. I saw one of his specials where literally like half of the material was stories. just... Stories. No, but not even that. was him talking about like things that his young cousin said. <clears throat> he was just like, and then my cousin did this and that. It's like, yeah, tell your cousin to make a special. It's like, this isn't even content. It's all yeah, like secondhand I, I, garbage. I, I really don't like Aziz. He's powering through his uh, cancellation. I, or I, his, you know, attempted cancellation. 
Yeah, apparently he's he still got, here. He got me too. And Spike Jones directed the special too. Ooh, I'm a fan of him. Got me too. Adaptation is in my top five. Has- hashtag me too. It's a shame that it is. you know talented people. You know, not that Aziz is untalented. I'll give it to him. Like I watched all of Master of None because I'm an asshole, but. That show is good, know. not great. I'm not, and I'm not like a women's rights advocate or anything. I just think that everybody should feel safe. And I think that safe. the fact that we're in a culture and to, to go too far off topic would make this not the right, you know, mm. dem, you know, this isn't our demo right now. We're not, <laughs> we're not political guys or anything, but we're, we're in a climate where women are afraid to be said hello to on the street because mm. men are so predatory. And yet, like... There's like two or three guys whose lives have been ruined by the fact that they've, you know, used it, whether it's their power or their influence or their size or whatever it may be to make women feel uncomfortable Hmm. in a sexual sense. Like, you know, there's the the, like Matt Lauer and Harvey Weinstein. And those are two. That's only two I can think of off the top of my head. Those are two biggies. I think those are the two heavy. But there's a lot of guy and Kevin Spacey, I guess, had his career pretty much ruined. Hmm. Which we'll talk about him settling that case out of court. <laughs> yeah, with that, uh, Anthony that was Rapp. He's probably working on "Let Me Be Frank" too right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping I'd tee you up for that. Talking to the camera, but I, I don't know. To finish, just a bookend on my point here is this: like, yeah, long-term listeners will remember we're wildly woke, right? Here <clears throat> at the Enough Podcast. Sorry, but yes, I keep continue. clearing my throat. I'm no, like a <clears throat> hey, both. Both, some, I'm all flimmy with my berry in my throat. You got some Gary Delabate throat clear and I, stuff going it's on. It's terrible on Mike. But no, it's just, I, I think that, you know, and I'm not pandering because I don't care all of our, not all, but a lot of our listeners are men anyway. But like to the women listening, I would like you and everybody else out there to feel safe. And the fact that there are people out there like Aziz Ansari who, you know, arguably like he seems like a nice guy and he probably had that woman convinced that it would be a nice time coming up to his apartment. And then, you know, she, unless you could say, oh, she made all that stuff up and maybe she did, but why would Mm. she? She didn't get any type of settlement out of it as far as I'm concerned. It was just sort of like her putting her story out there and it was like an article in The Guardian or something. Mm. One of those papers, maybe it was Variety, but... And it's just like he, if if enough people are coming forward and saying that somebody did something, like there's smoke, there's fire. Like I'm sure that it's there. And it, that's just, it, to me, that sucks. And like now yeah. he's got a Netflix special with like one of my favorite directors directing it. And like, mm. you know, you and I are doing a podcast for 65 people. It's like, oh yeah, that's how the world works. That's fucking fair. Hey now. And it's just. <laughs> we're the real masters of none. Not to make this like, about, we're... not to make this about us, but it's just like, there's a lot of really, really talented people out there who aren't getting the traction. Like they just canceled Pete Holmes crashing, mm. which I thought was, <laughs> I love that fucking show. Yeah. But like Aziz gets a special, like he's not even funny and there's, and his content sucks. And master of none season two was a, was a just dumpster fire to use a stupid yeah. phrase, but it's very it got very pretentious like yeah. the black and white episodes and everything like oh. in Italy it's like this isn't I'm sure it was nice for you to go on vacation in Italy but this isn't a fun show to watch he did this like is, that Adam Sandler thing where he's like let's just take my buddies to another country and film like he took Eric he had Eric Wareham over there and it's like yeah. I thought it would be funny because Eric Wareham is known for being wacky and silly but it just mm. wasn't funny and it wasn't interesting and I don't know yeah. I'm ranting and raving now but yeah, you snuck in a, a nice Me Too rant there I, I have no, a good. lot of opinions about this stuff yeah. and it just pisses me off that like people like if you wait enough time everyone forgets that people are scumbags mm. 
Like Woody Allen is still making movies. No, oh, jeez, Woody, why are you bringing what do you me mean? into? Why are you bringing me into this? There's there's no, just <laughs> creeps everywhere. And like Roman yeah. Polanski won an Oscar for The Pianist after being, you know. Yeah. Hollywood is a notoriously disgusting cesspool of a place to work with, filled with uh, lecherous creeps of all sorts. Good word. Yeah. Um, but um, what else you got in the news? Let's just move forward from this. Yeah. And know, that, know that we, as a team here at Enough, <laughs> do not moving along. That we'd like for this to be a safe place. So yes. write us an email if you have somebody that you want us to bash on air, and Fans, we'll do it. You'll literally never be safe. Enough you podcast are. at gmail dot com. You'll never be safer than you are listening to this podcast in the comfort of wherever you're listening. That's true. But um, I've seen online recently, this is an argument I've seen before, lobbied at the Fast and Furious franchise. Oh boy. And we have Hobbs and Shaw coming out. We're less than a month out. We um, have to bring up Hobbs and Shaw every show. We're contractually obligated. They're a sponsor, the whole deal. But uh, people say, remember when Fast and Furious was about street racing? Like, this series has jumped the shark. Like, now they're all, like, secret agents. And it's like, yeah, like, <laughs> they know what works. And it's funnier and better when, like, you know, Vin Diesel's now, like, he's basically, like, the triple X character. Just, like, who gets called on by government agencies to solve, like, cool guy car crimes. It's absurd. But I hate that take. And... People, it's like, <clears throat> what, do you want it to be a 10-film series about people racing cars in a straight line? Like, street racing? That's not exciting. Yeah, why? Even in the first one, that was it's only like a part of it. It's just to like get other stuff going. It's like, go to a... Yeah, Na- I've seen that argument, too. Go Silly. to a NASCAR event if you like, like racing, racing. I'm tired of it. Get out of here. Get out of here with it. I also saw that... Uh, there was an earthquake in L.A. the other day. Big one, yeah. I'm always oddly jealous when there's an earthquake. I've never experienced one. I'm like, what's that rumble like? I want to see what's going on. Have you ever experienced an earthquake, Ray? Um, there was one when I was out there, but I was asleep and I didn't feel it. Ooh, that's fair. One of those. Yeah. And it got me thinking, there aren't really many good earthquake movies. The only one I could think of is that one, that like Spanish movie where Eli Roth, I think he co-wrote it and he co-stars in it. Do you remember this? I think we watched it together. What was it called again? I think it might just be called Earthquake. Or like did we Quake. watch that together? I think. I know I did. I have a memory of... Fuck. But I don't I know. I do like Eli Roth. Hollywood, make a cool Earthquake movie. It seems like a, you know, drop. they're dropping the ball. Where's the Earthquake movie? Um. What else? Hank <laughs> <laughs> not feeling the earthquake yeah, movie. Yeah, I, I don't think it's interesting. Guy wow. Fieri's social media has now. Been now much that's funnier. something we can all agree is Here interesting. We go. This is where we meet in the middle. Yes, Guy Fieri. Uh, and we've discussed this before. We've always been Guy Fieri guys. Yeah, we're guys, 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 guys. Right. And uh, I think that. It was like it was cool. He's almost like the Nickelback of the cooking world. Like hating him is in vogue, or at least it was. Mm. And then I think people realized that like he was actually a good dude, and like mm. gives a ton of money to charity, and like d- donates his time to best buddies, and like he yeah. has all these like guys foundations, and he has a heart of gold, a heart of fried well, gold. And I'm now I think people are leaving him alone. They're not making fun of him as much. <laughs> Leave him alone. <laughs> but also like he's kind of almost 
like a boomerang swinging back around oh. and becoming cool. Good day, mate. And it's like he's had a whole, he has a whole new team of people, some sort of team of people, <laughs> uh, on his social media. You setting off your own beacons? Yeah, I can't help myself sometimes. <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah, and but yeah, Fieri, he clearly like he's got someone new like work in his social media. Definitely. Like the other day on July fourth, he had a post. Like, uh, enjoy the Fieri works. I was floored. I was like... Yeah, that's hilarious. I was just like, you know... That's hilarious. It's exactly the kind of stuff I like. That's a re- great. A really bad great pun content. involving our boy. Um, but yeah, I think he's great. I've said it before. I, I, I don't know why it's taking so long for Guy Fieri to star in movies. To be a film star. I mean, what's the holdup? He's clearly got the stuff. Put him in something. Action movie, heart tugger, rom com, sci fi. <laughs> uh, I'd use him for just about anything. Yes. Personally. The whole deal. And also, the movie The Fanatic, starring John Travolta and directed by Fred Durst of Limp Biscuit fame. Oh, we mentioned that. I know, but this movie was supposed to premiere on Amazon Prime the other day. What happened? It, it didn't. I'm worried this movie might have been shelved oh no I know. really and I, I'm about to launch a full investigation I'll report back my findings on next week's show but it was supposed to be out and it's not and I'm upset about it because I need it do you think and, it's any good I shut off that education of Charlie Banks movie with um it's John Travolta like help me out with that kid's name who's dead um 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 um, um Anton Yelchin uh, yes the, uh, but yeah, it's a movie where John Travolta is playing like a obsessed fan who's stalking yes, someone. Yes, with that it, weird hair. Yeah, and it's like loosely based on something that happened to Fred Durst. He had like a crazy fan back in the day. I think it's actually going to be good. Obviously, I'll say it's good either way because it's like a <laughs> Fred Durst directed it. It's a whole thing. It's going to be like a Gotti for I us. I was just going to say like it's this year's Gotti. Bada bing. Um, okay. And not just because Travolta's in it. But I also saw that there's a new Michael Bay movie that he's working on called Six Underground, which I hope is based on that song by... Sneaker Pimps? There it is. Is it? <laughs> no, but it just made me think of that fun song. But I actually think it'll be decent. It Who stars is... like Ryan Reynolds and a bunch of sidecars. Is that but... what they're shooting here? No, that that's some other movie that also sounds kind of cool. It's called uh, like Free Guy... I don't know. Yeah, Six Underground is Sneaker Pimps. But yeah, this movie, it's about six billionaires fake their own deaths to form an elite vigilante squad in order to take down notorious criminals. And it's like, okay, Michael Bay. I, I'm picturing the movie in my mind. It's like, all right, I can see that being a good movie. He's finally doing something not about transforming robots. I'm proud of him. It's been a long time coming. But uh, I think they're just filming it now, so it'll be a while till that comes out. Do you have any more hot news for the fans? Yeah, the Tarantino is talking about how he's going to retire again, which I, I feel like he's doing the Jay-Z thing where he meant he says this is going to be his last film. and mm. He said that about Hateful Eight. Well, no, and he's. I think he said he has ten movies in him. His upcoming movie is his ninth. So, so he's, he's, saying he's saying he's going to retire and not make the tenth. What? That's the article I read. Oh, really? Yes. He changed it even further. I don't... That's the whole big thing. They're like, he may not make his 10. Yeah. Well, I, so he's been I saying think he's probably like, going to make... I think he'll make more than 10. That's my prediction. Yeah, he's been saying this for years. This is all just promo for, like, 
He'll be like, I retired. And then like a few months later, he'll be like, look, I was retired, but then I got this really great idea. And then he'll make another movie and he'll be back. And I'll see it. I can't wait for no, a yeah. time. I'm a fan. I just... In Hollywood. It's like a lame move. It's just like, you it's know, the retiring, it's a PR like, who cares? Thing, yeah. Yeah. It's not, you're not really retiring. Just make movies until you can't or don't <laughs> want to, and then that'll be that. You don't need to make a whole thing of it. Agreed. He's such like a drama queen. Um, Excuse me, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> that, <laughs> I know he does. There's yeah. a fun clip online of him getting like yelled at by someone at uh, Sundance back in the day. YouTube it, folks. But um, Knives Out, is that preview? Did you want to talk about that for a hot I did, minute? the new Ryan Johnson murder mystery with mm. the weirdest cast I've ever seen. Very weird cast. I gotta read the cast. Like, notably to, weird. The, just to let the fans know how silly it is. I like how they're marketing it as a, a Ryan Johnson whodunit. Which I was like, that's nerdy, but I, I'm in on it. I like it. Ana de Armas is, the, is here for what us. A babe. She's like the best babe movies have right now. You think? Yes. Look at that face. She's nice. Yeah, I enjoyed oh, her work in War Dogs. <laughs> um, Chris Evans, Daniel Craig, mm. Michael Shannon. Hello. I, I'm ready <laughs> to film. I'm here. Tony Collette, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Lakeith Stanfield, like Christopher Plummer, Don Johnson. <laughs> yeah, every na- new name is just like, huh? Huh? Like, it's like he what? took, it's like he went out of his way. Like, if, yeah, it's to, like he's reached that point in his career where he's like, let's just see how silly we can make this yeah. cast. Like, I okay, I made a Star Wars movie. I need to compile the artsiest cast in history. Lakeith Stanfield and Michael Shannon and Daniel Craig just sitting around in, <laughs> yeah. by, in craft services. Just shooting like, the shit. Yeah, you know, uh. I'm really enjoying working with you chaps. Script. Ah, me too, Daniel. Script shit, mate. Lakeith Stanfield gets too much work. He pops up in everything, yeah. I love Christopher Plummer and Don Johnson. I think Don Johnson should focus exclusively on making S. S. Craig Zoller movies. I agree, actually. He really pops in those. He should push, push S. Craig to make another one. And his, to, he should also reprise his role in a Tin Cup sequel. Ooh. Get Kevin Costner out of uh, retirement. I see heard enough. We've been waiting I'm for I'm sorry, except for Highwaymen. Yes. We've been waiting for Tin Cup 2 for decades. I fucking love Tin Cup. <laughs> I mean, who does? I watched it for like the fifth time the other day. Very charming dad movie. Um and now we're in. Speaking of dad movies, uh Jumanji sequels coming out. Ooh, is that a dad movie? I guess. I mean, there'll be dads taking their kids there. My dad took me to the original Jumanji. And that's it's interesting you say that because I've seen a lot of people being like, this is the third Jumanji, instead of being like, this is a sequel to the last one. I didn't know they considered like the Robin Williams one part of this series, but everyone's like, this is Jumanji 3. It's like, I thought it was like, this was a, you know, they made the one a few years ago with The Rock and Kevin Hart the, and Jack Black, and this is a sequel to, to that To me, it's one. like a reimagining, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was weird. The first one was like sort of watchable. I thought but, it was boring. But it's like three actors at their like arguably not Jack Black's peak, but like Chris Rock and The Rock. The Rock. Uh, Chris Chris Rock, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the Rock and um, I, I wish. My wife. <laughs> and fucking Kevin Hart are both like white hot right now in terms of like Chris White Hot. Like yeah, the, Kevin Hart really had like the controversies about like he got caught cheating on his wife, but she didn't hmm. leave him. Okay. And his net worth, he and The Rock's combined net worth is like a billion dollars. Mm. So to me, it's like, 
And he like he was gonna host the Oscars, but then they wanted him to apologize. The homophobic and he joke, and he refused to apologize. And he walked away. That was a cool move. That was cool guy stuff. It was like a tweet from what, like 2010. Yeah. That like clearly wasn't hate fueled. It's just the Oscars are. Although this brings us to talking about the Oscars, I love the fact that there was no host. Loved it. Yeah, it actually worked well. Yeah, it streamlined things. It was shorter. You know, I enjoyed every minute. Not every minute, but the the Oscars yeah. were, was way. You know, did we watch the whole thing? I can't remember. I feel like we didn't, but we watched most. No, we finished it, and I was super tired the next day. Yeah, I remember now. Yeah, that sounds right. I probably needed that best picture. We needed best picture. Remember when Green Book won best picture? Uh, That's great. Oh, yeah, you're a Green Book guy. I'm a Green Book guy. I forgot about that. I still haven't seen it. I'm okay with that. That just seems like a wild best picture. I'll never watch it again. But back to Jumanji real quick. Yeah, yeah. I actually thought this one looked better than the last one. Like... Yeah, I this think it looks movie. interesting. I'll see it. It's like kids go into a video game world and then they appear as like The Rock and Kevin Hart and Jack Black. But in this one, they've got a bit where like The Rock is being uh, played by a character that Danny DeVito plays. So it's like The Rock doing a Danny DeVito shtick and then Kevin Hart's doing a Danny Glover shtick. I was like, this is fun. Yeah, it's not the same people as the last one in yeah. terms of, like, it's the same actors, but they're not acting the way that they acted before, which exactly. is like, like a total reimagining, not a reimagining, but like, yeah, it's I like looking it was, at the movie with a new lens. Yeah, most sequels, it's just like, here's the movie, and I was like, oh, they're actually coming with, like, some ideas with this one. I thought well, it and it good. gives the, them the opportunity for a lot more jokes. Mm. And there's still, like, Madison Eisman and Karen uh, Gillen, mm. or Gillen. I like her. Who are, yeah, she's she, she plays Nebula in the Avengers. from the UK. Very leggy. Scotland, <clears throat> I guess. Leggy. I just looked that up. I didn't just I sound like a creep off. talking leggy stuff, but it's yeah, cool. Nice legs. That's all right. Colin Hanks is in this movie as um, one of the kids, I guess. The voice of the kid, maybe. Good for him. He needed yeah, that. He could use that work. <laughs> We need Chet Hanks to get more work. Yeah. That's my favorite Hanks member. Folks, if you don't know, Tom Hanks has... Oh, Rice Darby. A son. Rice who, Darby needed the work the most. Tom Hanks has, in addition to Colin Hanks, he has another son named Chet, who's a rapper. And he's like a, a wild he's character. Fire. Yeah, he's he's absolute white-hot heat. And it's powerful. Um, Got any more news? Yeah, the Breaking Bad movie. Jesse. Uh, they're... Giving us all sorts of little like Easter egg teasers of like pictures of. Uh, hey Jesse, man, what have you been up to since the show ended, man? Uh, I can't do an Aaron Paul voice, but Aaron Paul is pretty much all he's got right now is Westworld, as you mentioned earlier. Yeah, he's he's hitting a big pocket of work. He's like the star of the new revamped Westworld, which will probably still be boring. And he's got this. Uh, do we need yeah, a Breaking the, Bad movie? I mean, I'll watch it, obviously, but it's like, I don't, I think it's better left unsaid. They'll just, like, muddy the waters. Unless it's, like, Vince Gilligan, the guy who did Breaking Bad, is writing and directing it, so, I mean, I'm sure it'll be at least decent. And it also could be cool if, like, they brought Saul into it, Bob Odenkirk's character from Better Call Saul, because he's alive at the end of Breaking Bad. They could, like, tie in some stuff. I don't know. Could be decent. But they also keep showing stuff like Brian Cranston is posting about it, like implying that like he's gonna be in it. It's does like, he have a social media presence? He does. Interesting. And it's, it's like your character died. I'm pretty sure <laughs> the end of the series. So I don't know what role you would play outside from like a flashback or two. I don't know. I'll see it. 
You appreciate my like my budget that. Breaking Bad music in the background there? It was I. It was not the right one. <laughs> yeah, it was like the elevator music version. Um, what else? The Flash movie that's been on ice for a couple of years now with Ezra Miller. That movie's like cursed. They've had no oh, yeah. less than like five different creative teams like start to make that movie and then be like, nah. I would say that Ezra Miller is one of those guys that like seven years ago, everybody thought he was going to be like the next the big thing. Like he shot like We Need to Talk About Kevin, which was like an indie home run. The Perks of Being a that, Wallflower, which was another indie home run. Those and then are he good, just yeah. sort of like poof and like crap or nothing. Yeah, you're right. Like I haven't like, oh, he did a. He was in Trainwreck in like a, a nothing kind of a role. He was the one in Batman vs. Superman and Suicide Squad for three seconds. Like yeah. as the Flash, like just sort of previewing that. Well, yeah, they who was bu- he in Trainwreck? Like a guy in a mental hospital or something? <laughs> he was a guy who worked at the paper that uh, Amy Schumer worked yes. at. Other than that, though, he's kind of done nothing. Oh, he did Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Oof. Do those movies exist? They make a lot of money. They don't, but like they, 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 they exist in the world of like Harry Potter and like, which Harry Potter, Harry Potter. <laughs> I would like to obituary Harry Potter Ooh. at a later date, not today, because okay. I want to think of a funnier way of doing it. Okay, but like people that are in that world mm. creep me out. That like are like thirty seven years old and they identify themselves as like a Slytherin. Yeah, it's like hey, uh, that that's fucked. Yeah, and like to put that in your Tinder profile. Yeah, I know I always relate to dating profiles because it's like my main example <laughs> of society, but it's the lens through which you see the world. Sure, but yeah, no, I've seen that too, where people and they'll even they'll lean into it even more. Be like, if you're a Pufflepuff, I no, like like I'm thirty five and I identify as a. Gryffindor, yeah, Hufflepuff. I don't know the references huh. as well as I should, which I'm proud of. I watched the Harry Potter movies once, and then I intend to never watch them again. And I thought they were okay for what they are. And I've seen like four of the like eight or nine or however many there I are. I find a lot of women are really taken by them. And yeah. I'm wondering if it's more of like an office syndrome and that than makes anything sense. else where it's just people are just following the pack. Yeah, and that's it's like get a new thing. Like it, this made else. sense like 10 plus years ago when the movies were coming out and like yeah, we were not we were younger and it was it's cute over. for a girl to be like, "Oh, I have a wand and look at me with like the glasses." Now it's like, "Jesus Christ, you're still talking about Harry Potter? Are you okay?" <laughs> Should I call a, a head doctor for you? But I mean, yeah. To circle back to my boy Ezra Miller, I boy. I think that he's fantastic and he's good. Yeah, he he is good. Like he's one of the few good parts of Justice League. Like him as the Flash, he's at least like funny and like keeping things peppy. I never should I see Justice League? No, it's real bad, huh? Yeah. It's, it's nothing. Everybody hated it. It's like the Avengers, but just boring and not fun at all. I mean, I'm sure he's got a, a good amount of dough. But it's just like, to me, I felt like he was going to be the next, I don't know. Yeah, no, you're right. He was probably like... He was pretty if hot. He, if he had like one or two more like big roles that like really hit, he'd be like the guy and in everything. But yeah, I don't know why he's not popping up and stuff. Yeah, because like he did some TV. Mm. It looks like he just like kind of came on the scene in like the mid-2000s with yeah. like a bunch of TV and movies we've never heard of. And like his first like big role that people were going to be you know remembering people that 
was we need to talk about Kevin with Tony Collette and um, I'm sorry, uh, Tilda Swinton. We need to talk about Kevin James. We do. Always. <laughs> I liked well, that movie. I thought it was interesting. No, and that was then a very Perks of Being a Wallflower was cool. And then yep. the Stanford Prison Experiment was kind of a dud. And then he just sort of went on ice with like a couple yep. of terrible superhero DC movies. Um, and then uh, the Harry Potter movies or whatever. And I don't know. I just, I'd like for The Flash to come out. And I'd like for DC to get a win here that isn't fucking Batman. Because mm. I feel like I'm tired of Marvel and I want. Ooh. I need DC to get a win here, is what I'm saying. I can dig that. Um, that's it for me with news and stuff. Do you have anything else? No. Let's get into uh, some reviews. Um, fans, you might have noticed at the top of the show we played a clip uh, from Not Another Teen Movie featuring the uh, the coach who says God damn it a lot. Very fun <laughs> character. Love I, that movie. I watched Not Another Teen Movie... May he this, rest in peace, by the way. Yeah, he died in 2013. We were looking him up pre-show. R.I.P. Love you, bud. But uh, I hadn't seen Not Another Teen Movie in a while. <clears throat> it's on Hulu right now, if you want to check it out. I recommend it. It's Chris Evans. And guess what? This movie is a legitimate masterpiece. And Very pro- funny movie. Yeah. Probably the best spoof movie. I think I'm going ahead and saying that. It's well, the it's be- one of me, the original the spoof ones. Movies. Like, Scary Movie came out in, what, 98? Well, it was part of, like, the, the resurgence of spoof sure. movies. You know, like, they were popular in, you know, Airplane and stuff back in the day, and then Naked Gun in the 90s, and then... It was, yeah. like, our generation's, yeah. like, scary, answer to all of that. Scary, scary Movie was the first, brought really. it back, and then... But this one, it's, like, legitimately... I was, like... It's very. I, funny. I was wowed. Like it goes through so many different movies. It's like we're bitten clueless. Now we're bitten can hardly wait. Now we're bitten the Breakfast Club. But it does it all like very casually. Like varsity I blues. Was, I was like, legitimately like yeah, varsity blues. Uh, she's all that is the big one that they're bidding. That like they're. They follow the main plot of that, but sneak in all these like side tangents. Yeah, very very funny underrated comedy that. Yeah, like it it's holds nice up and quick. So it's like an hour and twenty nine minutes. That bit, the American Beauty kid, he's walking around with the bag, the plastic bag everywhere, going like, "I'm not ordinary." <clears throat> yeah, the guy who yeah. directed it, Chris Evans, does career best work in that movie. By the way, you think? Yeah, it's the best he's ever been. He's, I believe you're forgetting about Puncture. <laughs> I am, along with everyone on Earth, including the people who made it. It looks like the guy. Speaking of the roasts, the guy who directed it, Joe Joseph. Joe Joseph? Joe, no, <laughs> Joseph Gallon. Joel Gallon, sorry. Joel Gallon. Okay. Yeah, he directed a bunch. This is, you know, as uh, Paul, Pete Simmons, Bill Simmons, uh, half-assed internet research. He directs the roasts, a lot of them. Hmm. The jo- Justin Bieber. That's interesting. This he guy direct- knows funny. He's probably he directing funny. the upcoming uh, roast of Alec Baldwin, potentially. I don't believe he's getting credit for that yet. But really... Give Most recently, he he was the executive producer of the 2019 MTV Movie and TV Awards that mm. no one cared about. Yeah. Yes. And he's he did uh, he executive produced Ellen DeGeneres' most recent special, which I actually oh, thought wow. was funny. Yeah, I thought that was funny too. That had last and some of her other ones too. He's been working with Ellen for 20 years. It looks like. Which so this guy's good, Joel Gallon. Yeah, not another in. teen movie. <clears throat> the home run to dud ratio. It's like almost all home runs, and in a spoof movie, like they're throwing like. 20 jokes a minute at you and most of them are great i loved it it yeah. also made me think I, I haven't watched it in years so it's time yeah it made me think they should make a sequel 
and they can make fun of like the current crop of teen movies, which is like kids falling in love while sick in a hospital and things like that. That genre. What have you been watching? Uh, I watched Chevy Chase's Funny Farm, Ooh. which is an older movie that a client recommended. And never, I've never seen this. I hadn't seen it either, and it's just like... It's a, 1988 it came out. It's Chevy Chase, basically, in my opinion, like at the height of him being funny, like, you know, mm. Great Outdoors and yeah. uh, Flat or Fletch and... Yeah. The Vegas Vacation, or the, not Vegas Vacation, but the Vacation movies. Yeah, and, he had a big run. Uh, Caddyshack and... Ba, ba, ba. Chevy Chase was awesome for a long time. I've heard he's tough to work with. He's he's and known pe- now most for just like sure. being a dickhead in real life. Everyone's like, ugh. Basically... Worst dude it, ever. Is it Mike Starr, the, the, the tough guy from Dumb and Dumber who's mm. like going after the guys, is plays a big part in the beginning of Funny Farm. I like that. And... He like there's a scene where like they get lost on the way to like Ch- the the funny farm is basically Chevy Chase and his wife moving into a house in the country as and they're both writers and they're trying to get away from it all and they move out of the city into this country house and mm-hmm. he writes a map for the movers because it's the 80s there's no technology and the map gets them very lost and they get really mad and like get to the house and he's like well I wrote you a map and like Mike Starr who's the like how do they know I got how the hell do they know I got gas guy from Dumb and Dumber for those of you who don't know him and he just takes this like easy chair or like a desk chair and he's walking it towards the house and Chevy Chase goes alright you're just gonna come in through here and then he just throws the chair into a lake and there's just like a lot of like goofy little silly I don't know I just it couldn't possibly be more of like an 80s Chevy yeah. Chase vehicle of him just like hurting himself and being silly and it's like classic style classic Chevy Chase I can imagine it comedies in the 80s were very like wacky and just like like different like that I, I know what you're saying no I can't put it twists to it like it is exactly what you'd expect it to be yeah and that's there's something comforting about that now everybody's trying to be because it's like every time they, a comedy comes out now they're trying to reinvent the wheel mm. And yeah, it's like simpler is better. Just like get a nice simple like right. premise and just you know, roar. I don't know what I'm saying, but yes. We watched the uh, first episode of the Loudest Voice last week. You and I, the oh, yes. uh, the Roger Ailes miniseries on Showtime mm. with Russell Crowe as Roger Ailes. Yes. Uh, what did you think of it? I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a good setup show. It was a lot of like table setting. They're yeah. letting you know who the guy is, but they didn't do the. They start, like, the show starts with, like, him roaring. They don't, like, show his, like, childhood or anything, like, ridiculous like that. But they do They do that thing where when the show begins, they show him dying. Like, they show the end at the beginning, which I've complained about before. I don't know why everything feels the need to do that. They feel like they got to hook you at the beginning instead of just, like, starting. Yeah, I think, it, like... It looks desperate. It's, there's a lot of other ways they can hook. Yeah. And that's not it. Not at all. But yeah, Russell Crowe, he's, I dug he's, it. he's looking like that shit. That big fat suit yeah. looking terrible. and He's being I, you know, all gritty, performing. Like what you said, Seth MacFarlane is in it, the creator of Family Guy, for those of yes. you that don't, that don't know. And you said this, that he's distracting. Wildly. I couldn't agree with you more there. Like Whether it's in anything, not just in this. Like in, it, And I've met him, actually. He's a super nice guy. Ooh. And like I'm a fan. Yeah. 
Family Guy is one of, I think, the funnier... Are you a fan of the Orville? Sorry to interrupt. What's the Orville again? Uh, that, like... I'm sorry that missed if you are trying to make me laugh there. No. <laughs> well, but uh, it's that show that's on Fox right now. It's like the Star Trek spoof show. Oh, no. But it's, like, not I, even yes, a joke. Yes. Oh, it's no. basically just, like, a, a sci-fi drama starring Seth MacFarlane. He could basically go and do... He can... The reason he's, I feel like the reason he's involved in this Roger Ailes project is because he's so big over at Fox. He was probably just like, Actually, oh, that's a good point. I want to be in on this. And although I'm I don't think Fox him. is pleased with this production, so maybe not. Like they, they don't want to look like shit. And this is a show like tearing apart Fox News and Roger Ailes and everything. Hmm. Or at least it seems like it will be. Okay, but, and maybe that theory's out the window. Yeah. You're right. I don't uh, know. I don't, what it is is thinking it through. He. Like, it back to the distraction thing, though. Like, he mm. doesn't really seem... You know, even, like, how that, that West uh, West was one or how the West Oof. was fun or whatever the fuck that, that movie was. That's like, a movie that doesn't exist. That turkey that he made with uh, Charlize Theron, yes. somehow. Yeah, that's, like, her one bomb. Yeah, like, she's done nothing but good movies, and then all of a sudden she's like, okay, Seth, I'll do that. I think he's one of those guys, he has so much money where he, like, has a project, and I bet they're, like, they're, like, yeah, Make someone else the star. We'll make this yesterday. But he's like, oh, no, I want a star in it. And they're like, uh, okay. Yeah. They're like, I guess we could do this. And he gives them a script, and I'm sure there's enough jokes in it that they're like, oh, this could work. And then he directs yeah. it, you know, on some set in the Paramount lot. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah. he's like, oh, cue the CGI dust bowl. And he's not a good actor. He's, no. I mean, his writing is funny. He yeah. has a lot of, like, punchy you know one-liners and you know family guy has certainly withstood the test of time like there's you can't take that away from him and the original ted movie was funny the sequel was a piece of crap but that's accurate i don't know i i do like seth i think he's a cool guy but it, you know hollywood has been sucking his dick since like 1997 and it's yeah. one of those things that it's, that's probably never going to go away They'll it's be doing, weird. like, that Lifetime Achievement Award at some point, I'm sure. Like, the, the time that I met him was literally a Vanity Fair party in his honor at the club that I worked at in Los Angeles. Ooh. And there was, like, a hundred of the bigger comedy stars of the time yeah. also there, yeah, all just for him, like a black tie event. You've hit me with the list. There was some heavy hitters there. It was, like, Saget and Bill Maher and Wanda Sykes and Amy Schumer and... Nick Kroll, Manzukis, Jason Manzukis, um, Anthony Jeselnik. It was like to me, like at the time, like it was like you know the league was at its pos- most popular. Amy Schumer show was taken off. She mm. was doing you know it was like a lot of people in comedy and Bob Saget and Bill Maher will always have some clout. Which to me, it and there was more that I'm forgetting. Like Mulaney was there, and like in the comedy world, it was like okay, all of these people are yeah. coming out for this, and it's just like a big dick sucking <laughs> event. Okay. For for Seth, and it must be so fun to go to stuff like that. Imagine like being in your own honor, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, or you know, just being like a celeb who can go to such a thing, just like hobnobbing with people, just like Seth MacFarlane was there. I'm sorry, um, Seth Rogen was there. <laughs> <laughs> I love parties. <laughs> I might have even made that up just so you could do the voice. Seth Rogen was actually at a different event that I saw. We, I, they, we, we worked the Seth Rogen Hilarity for Charity event um, that they have specials of now. That's cool. Um, Can I do my quick... Uh, my Scotty got in a double feature at yeah, the movies the other day. Just going to do a quick thing because uh, Ryan hasn't seen these movies. And fans, you might not have either. So I'm just going to do a quick little spoiler-free uh, thing. of I saw Midsommar... And Spider-Man Far From Home. 
which are both European vacation movies, ironically enough. And uh, Midsommar's from Ari Aster, who directed Hereditary, which is a movie I enjoyed very much. I thought this was going to be great. Like the, the way I've seen people talking about this movie, there were people like, this has stayed with me for weeks. I can't sleep, you know, like the whole nine. And I was expecting, you know, some intensity, but I didn't really think it was scary or even that disturbing. It had some good, like, tension, but a lot of the payoffs were kind of weak. It's very build-heavy, and I was almost, like, glad I saw it without you, Ank, because I know you would have wanted to walk out. <laughs> and, like, like, halfway through, I was sitting, looking at how much time it transpired, and went to myself like wow I Hank would leave right oh now. I definitely would have left like you would just not that would have been one of those you wouldn't want to walk out and I would and I just shove yeah. my phone in your face a lot and like try to get you to want to leave yeah. and it would have ruined the entire experience so it's good that we didn't you went solo on that one but yeah everyone loved it it left my mind like immediately after seeing it I don't know if they showed too much in the trailer but it wasn't very surprising it just kind of went where I thought it would it had some good scenes and the Scotty caveat, it's got some nice cinematography and a cool score. I, I always uh, like to know when a movie uh, kills in those regards. But yeah, it's just kind of whatever. It was like a Wes Anderson, like what a Wes Anderson horror movie would be like. And uh, Spider-Man Far From Home was uh, enjoyable. Nothing crazy. Another one of these. You knew I, I would, would never go to that. Yeah, as... I've said before, this is the third Spider-Man 2, and also the second Spider-Man movie to come out this year. There was also that Into the Spider-Verse, which is on Netflix right now and is enjoyable, fans. But uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, you know, it's got some stuff. Someone behind me in the theater, like these kids were talking, and they went, uh, is Spider-Man Marvel or DC? And I wanted to go, um, er, are you kidding me? And make a big stink. I'm glad he didn't know that. <laughs> yes, I know. He shouldn't. But yeah, this was a sequel to Spider-Man Homecoming, which was that one with Michael Keaton as the Vulture. Did you see that one? No. You never saw it? That one was really good. I recommend watching that one. That was like the beginning of the Tom Holland okay. as Spider-Man run, and now he's in I've the seen, Avengers. I don't think I've seen any of the Spider-Mans. Watch that one. That one was like really, really good. What year did that come out? Surprisingly. Roughly? Three or four years ago. Okay. Still like, you know. But Keaton kills it. I like anything with Mikey in it. But this one was uh, this one was all right. Not as good as that one, but had some good stuff. Jake Gyllenhaal is the villain in this movie, which it's they show in the preview that he's the villain, and then in the movie, like they present him like he's this good guy, and then it takes like over half the movie for like the big twist where he like oh he's the bad guy. It's like yes, I know he's the bad guy. <laughs> I was like waiting for it to happen. The whole movie it was bugging the crap out of me. But uh, Peter Parker refers to his dick as a web shooter at one point. That was kind of a fun Isn't bit. Isn't it like a PG kids movie? Yeah. I thought that was, the hell? I thought that was kind of intense. I don't like that. Not to sound Not like a bit. Kevin Smith character, but I was like, can he shoot like webs out of his dick? What's going on there? I was having fun with that. There's a cameo at the end that's really good that I'm not going to spoil for the fans, but it kind of like made, it made the movie. It was a post-credit sequence. Um, her, her. I sat in the theater after the movie. I hate you ended. sitting in the theater for those. I don't know I why know. It, it sends nails down my spine <laughs> of you just like settled in. 
yeah, like, totally paying attention, riveted. Mm. Ugh, it is gross. It disgusts me. <laughs> I, I get it. I'm, Those stupid sequences. F you. There's so many other people there too. Everybody needs it. I guess the fact I, that you're not alone makes it somewhat more acceptable. I'd just be leaving, like wondering, like oh, I bet, I bet something really cool happened. Such in that a sequence. boo. It's kind of a could you, but they've got me. But uh, yeah, it was good. Maybe even the best Spider-Man movie this year. We'll see. There's probably another one coming out soon. But, uh, yeah, that's all I had on those. Uh, you want to do Stranger Things? Yes. I still have an episode left. Strange um-er things? Um-er. Uh, yeah, so you haven't quite finished it, but I have not. But the I'm show just it came in. out, and we, we powered through it like pretty good. We're a couple basic. Yeah, it's eight episodes. Over here. We're binge watching the cool new show that the kids love. We're cool. So, all right. But, uh, like in the beginning, are they like drilling into the upside down? If you don't want to, if you don't want to spoiler, uh, we may have some here. Just it's pretty hard to. It'll be light them spoilers. all. It'll be light spoilers. Yeah. Especially since I haven't even seen the final episode of season yeah. three, but, but still, real quick, just let me skip just, ahead like ten minutes if you're not into this. Yeah, let me just remind the fans where we're at with this show. Like season one, I thought was good. It's not a very original show, but it was fun. Season two, I thought was like a legit dud, and I'm like surprised I finished it. But like, I like the characters. It kept me on board, and now season three just popped, I, just it's, dropped. It's got me back. I actually, one thing, I like how they call it Stranger Things 3. Like, it's not season That's cool, 3. That's yeah. yeah. It's like a movie. It, it's very cool. The whole, everything they, the production of this show, it, I, in yeah. my opinion, it's, it got, the first season was like, it blew me away just based on its, you know, the originality. And I thought mm. it was just like a cool, and I dug how like. You were it, saying the production's like amped up this year and you're right it's I think like, it's better than it was in the it's first it's looking like movie quality, I think it's gotten like, the production's gotten better each time I just didn't like the story in the second season and I thought Sean Astin was a miscast yes when they showed him in this season I forgot he was ever even on this show it made they, me kind of sad like oh god they do get a little Rudy out of here yeah. they do a little flashback I was like oh yeah he was here for a bit that they have a f- lot of fun 80s tributes like I dug the Fast Times tribute with you know the Phoebe Cates pool scene yep. where they played the music. Yeah, that was actually very. The cars inspired. living in stereo. They, they reverse it. It's the cool guy cool walking guy and like all very, the babes are leering at him. Very in vogue to have a man in that, you know, yes. the ogled role. But yeah, this is we the, are the, we the kids are growing up. They got uh, Eleven and Mike are smooching. They're a big power smooching couple. With everybody, <laughs> Mo with the gimpy leg. Well, I believe you, but my Tommy gun don't. We got the David Harbour as he's like the cop character, and now he's like Eleven's dad. I don't think it's possible for him to overact anymore. <laughs> you know, I like him on the show. I think he's good. Oh, yeah? What do you think about this? Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Wow. Wow, 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 uh, This is unreal. This is unreal. I'm supposed to start talking. I'm sorry. I'm sick. On behalf of this fearless and talented cast, uh, we would like to thank... Oh, it's so heavy. Uh, We'd like to thank Netflix. Uh, 
Sean, Matt, Ross, and the amazing casting director Carmen Cuba. Um, I mean, he's a whole drunk in the war like show, just having fun, gearing up for a passionate speech. It's difficult to celebrate the already celebrated Stranger Things, but this award from you, who take your craft seriously and earnestly believe, like me, that great acting can change the world, is a call to arms from our fellow craftsmen and women to go deeper and through our art to battle against fear, self-centeredness, and exclusivity of our predominantly narcissistic culture and through our craft to cultivate a more empathetic and understanding wow, society it. by revealing intimate truths that serve as a wow. the fans love it He's getting a big pop. When they feel broken and afraid and tired, they are not alone. We are united in that we are all human beings Yikes, and we are all together going. on this horrible, painful, joyous, exciting, and mysterious like, okay, ride that okay. is being alive. Now, as we act in the continuing narrative of Stranger Things, oh. we 1983 Midwesters will repel bullies. Imagine. We will shelter I would do the same thing. If I was drunk at an award show and won anything, I'd be like, look, the only thing that's worth anything in this godforsaken planet is the work. It's all about the work. Yes, yes, yes. Hypocrisy and the casual violence of certain individuals and institutions. We will, as per Chief Jim Hopper, punch some people in the face when they seek to destroy the He's inciting violence with a speech. It's not cool. What a stupid speech. I can't believe I just play, played the entire thing. I know, that, that went on too long. I was making I'm a sorry, video, man. so I let it go. Um, punch them in the face! Like, he's such a geek. I, I love how he I was... Don't know, I like David Harbour, yeah, and I, I like too. him in this, in this, you know... I look forward to seeing that Hellboy movie that tanked tremendous, uh, tremendously. I think that comes out on video soon. We're going to watch that and review it. But yeah, Stranger Things was the... Uh, I like, you know, Steve... The character, the cool guy, Steve. He's working at the ice cream place this season. Yeah, yeah. I, I think like, he's the best part. I like how they made him, like, not cool. Like, they had babes making fun of him. And, like, he's hanging out with uh, the toothless kid. Who They're a great duo, by the way. They're a couple scene stealers. And uh, that's what the show does. They do, like, interesting... They, like, pair off their characters. They, like... They put, like, Eleven with the other girl character. Send them on an adventure... And then uh, they pair up the toothless kid and Steve, and then everyone's bipping, bopping. Um, uh, the, the first couple episodes of the show, it's it's a bunch of like rats exploding into like puke monsters. That was a little much. Yeah, it made like, me feel kind of sick. <laughs> it yeah, it's like it's supposed to be gross and like wacky, but it it's kind of a good. They got Jake Busey some work, yes. which is something I will always support. Yes. Carrie always also. Uh, he looks like he's 73 years old, <laughs> and I think he's probably not that much older than we are. Is that you, Zep, you bastard? I need to see how old he actually is. Where, where are my wife and child? Yeah, Jake Busey. Seeing him is just like, he just makes me laugh. He's carrying uh, on his He's father's. 20 years older than we are, so I guess that's 19 years older than I am. So, okay. He's carrying on uh, Gary Busey's legacy of being that weird, annoying character who can't act in anything. You love to see it. And also, I learned that uh, the girl who's like the Steve's co-worker and she gets embroiled into the stuff is uh, Mara Hawk, daughter of uh, 
Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman. I was going to say, once I Googled that or IMDb'd it, I, yeah. like, she's super hot, too, I think. She was and kinda, I can say that because yeah. she's 21 years old. I didn't. You uh, can't unsee it. Like she looks like both of them and sounds like Uma Thurman yep. to the point where it's like, distracting. I learned it after watching the whole season, so I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, you know, obviously I didn't piece together while watching. Like, hmm, I think that might be Uma Thurman's child. But yeah, she she was good. I enjoyed her work. The uh, that poor kid Will, the kid who's like. <laughs> Him over, like, the course of the whole show, he's always the one who's, like, getting tortured and, like, having these visions. Everyone else is, like, hanging out and, like, paired off with a babe. He's like, I want to play D&D, guys. And they're like, ugh, screw you, loser. And he's just like, okay, I guess I'll go, like, be haunted in my house. He's a sad sack underdog. And, uh... Yeah, and, like, now, like, the other two guys have girlfriends and he doesn't. And he feels all left out and he just, like, wants to wear the silly outfit and like yeah. it just like uh it care it was a bit much it made me feel sad yeah it was like it was like i felt sad. like him at one point in my childhood i guess that was maybe they were putting uh, that in because it's relatable no doubt um carrie yeah. elwes has definitely had facial plastic surgery <laughs> i wrote that down i'm um, still on the carries i am i'm not gonna let it go this- I, he was great in the movie crush with alicia Silverstone. <laughs> 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 that's good that's an ultimate ank flick oh it really is i've never even like heard of that movie outside oh, of like you talking about it it's I've like never he seen, moves like, into a- this house as a guest and he's living in the guest house with alicia silverstone is like the daughter of the owners of the house and she's supposed mm. to be like 17 and yeah. has this like she's like changing in the windows and he sees oh. her and then like they have sex and she goes nuts and it's a whole thing I like i like brett gelman a lot i think he's funny no well, I'm a big fan of him in general, but I've, he seems like out of place on this show. Or maybe it's his character. Who, I don't know. He doesn't I, really work for me on he this. He worked for me in this season, and I dug the fact that he's like... It, it felt shoehorned that he spoke Russian, and it felt shoehorned that the Russians were yes. the main villains. Enough with the Russians. Enough with This it. was like Russian city. I get it. That was a big thing in the 80s with the Cold War, but like the yeah. uniforms. Like, why are they wearing like war uniforms? Yes. I don't know. Yeah, and also, a like, Eleven can suddenly just, like, warg her way into people's brains and see what's um, going her, on. Yes. Yeah, she has... That play, wasn't in they, the last season, They was play it? fast and loose with her powers. She can basically just do, like, whatever. But it makes for some cool scenes where she, like, sends people flying around. I yeah, guess this season, okay. This season had less, like, scares and action. It kind of, like, focuses on the characters a lot, which normally I'd complain about, but it made me like some of the characters a little more. I was enjoying it. Although that storyline with Nancy and her boring boyfriend, I can't remember her name. The kid who looks like... Um, he looks like the kid from Cure for Wellness. I can't think of his name. He also looks like... He, he's like really tired all the time. <laughs> what is his name? Sidecar Jones? Who cares? Yeah, I can't remember. Um, no, but their storyline is so boring. I hate boring. their storyline, yeah. And like could be like legit just like plucked out of the show entirely, and the show would be better for it. The, their storyline was only interesting when it had that real conflict of like him fighting Steve. Yeah. In and, season one. Yeah. Now they're just like a boring couple who's like investigating like side tangents. Right, and like their relationship like, isn't huh? really working out because they have different views on like the way society is supposed to work. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like who wanted this? Yeah, I'm not asking for this. Duffer Brothers, what are you doing? But yeah, there was uh, the show very much has a formula. Like, it starts slow with all of them together, then they pair off, as I said. Then, like, they all come back together at the end. I, I, 
won't continue spoiler-wise, but, you know, it's a whole thing. Jake Busey gets to do his dance. And also, the, the end game for stuff, like, especially on this show, everything's always, like, a portal, and, like, they're always, like, like, oh, the upside down's being open. We need to, like, shut it down. It's like, wasn't this what happened last time? I feel like it's always the same, like... Who, I'm confused. Like, who opened it again? Like, yeah, it's like who keeps opening it. Like, I thought it was done. Shut it down. I thought we had it shut. Why don't we shut this portal down and throw all this like tech in the woods? Like, what's going on here? But uh, yeah, good season overall. I finished it. It kind of like has its uh, peaks and valleys, but uh, overall, I'd say it was enjoyable. Way better than season two. And. Uh, Stranger Things, season three. Do you have any more? Uh, that's all I got. Good enough. Okay. We've already spoiled quite a bit. Yeah, I feel like we didn't. We just talked in generalities. We didn't get into like. There's some twists. This trust me, folks. I could have spoiled this. I reined it all back for you, the fans. <sighs> Want to get into shots? I do. What'd you shut? Uh, <laughs> I shut Robin Hood. It's this week's lullaby. Oh, the Jamie Foxx Robin Hood. Yes, it's new to HBO. <laughs> could have saved yourself some time and just not watched it. Well, I'm a sick person, and I like it's, to it's I like to test the limits of my own psyche. I saw putting it. on movies that are like just unthinkable, like this. Yeah, I saw it pop up on my HBO Go app, and I was just like, "Nope, yes, not doing that." But I thought it was fun. Robin Hood is one of those stories that's in the public domain. That's why, like, so many Robin Hood movies get made. Like, anyone can make a Robin Hood movie if they wanted. There's nobody to pay the rights to. You know what I'm saying? It's like Happy Birthday. Yeah, exactly. I think we might make a Robin Hood movie one of these days. No thanks. Fuck, he's out. All right, I'm back in. Okay, he's in. Uh, I shut the Lone Ranger, speaking of what? old stories. Yeah. No, it, it was just... bad, man. Oh, you want to go back to Robin Hood? Well, I just, I have one more thing. The the uh, the opening, nar- I didn't get very far. I f- actually fell asleep watching it. And the opening narration says, forget everything you think you know about Robin Hood. It's trying to be like, <laughs> forget your daddy's Robin Hood. And like, we're cool now. Ew. And the movie takes place in, like, some vague time period. Everyone has, like, current fashion of, like, now, but it's, like, medieval. It's just, it's nonsense. And the, the narration also says, it literally says, this ain't no bedtime story, which I proved wrong by falling asleep to moments later. And that's, that's all I have for Robin Hood. What do you got? Uh, the Lone Ranger. Yes, which, which is a movie I enjoy. Sorry, I'm all over you. Not sure why. Yes. <laughs> it's a good movie. Uh, nope. Catherine <laughs> Rayan's The Glitter Room, that new stand-up special on Netflix. Catherine something? Catherine Ray. Oh, yeah. I saw the that. Glitter Room, it's I called. I saw that be advertised. It sucked. It no popped good? up in my ads, and I just... It somehow sucked me in. I don't know. I was her. watching it on the toilet, actually, and that's where it belongs, <laughs> in the toilet. So. Oh, kid flushed his iPhone. <laughs> I should have. I'm out. It wasn't funny at all. It was like a bunch of, like, I'm a woman, and this is why it's funny kind of jokes. Say your name again. Catherine Ryan, or Catherine Rayan. I can't... I wrote it down as Rayan, but that doesn't feel right to me. Okay. I'll avoid that. That, uh... Yeah, it's Ryan. Yeah. Catherine Ryan. If you want to watch a funny... Uh, She's from Canada. Oh. Aboot. If you want to watch a funny female comedian special on Netflix, watch uh, Chelsea Peretti, one of the greats. It's one of my uh, She's personal funny. favorites. She's very funny. I like her. She's incredible. And that special is just like a home run. 
Um, that's all I got for shots. You? Yep. That's. Uh, I'm sure I shot some other stuff, but that's the only one I made a note of. Um, we've been going. We got a lot going here. We got to do Bachelorette no bits. Which one do first? Um, let's do Bachelorette. Okay. Actually, I'm gonna take a, a pish real quick. All right. If I'll, I'll start Bachelorette without you. I was gonna hold it, but I can't. No, go ahead. Sorry, fans. I can do Bachelorette solo. Yeah. I'm gonna let a little bit of lead time here as you listen to the listen to the theme song. And every week, I'm still astounded, or I'm astounded that I'm still uh, that I'm still watching this show, and I'm still invested. I don't know. It's. Let me shut this off. Music is ridiculous. So the boys and Hannah are all over the map, as always. They're cruising through Europe. And the bros are getting psyched up for Hannah to meet their families. And Hannah says y'all about 350 times. And it's, of course, the Luke... It's still the Luke P. show. That never ends. And I get it. I understand what the producers are doing with giving him as much of the spotlight as possible. Are you on on some Luke P. stuff? Of course, your favorite. Friend of the show, Luke P. I mean, he's everyone's favorite. He's the whole goddamn show. He's He's a big part of the show. And I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like, I, I at this point, at first I was like, he's so intense, it's obnoxiously so. And it's like, my sister and I were talking about this uh, in the pool at my dad's yesterday about how like at this point, clearly, Luke P. It, she actually likes Luke P. It, yeah. It's not even the producers anymore. Like she's sending home well, other been, guys. I've been saying that for weeks. She's clearly smitten by this man. Like he's like a lunatic, but she's just like she's in. Yeah, she's into it. She's sending home all these like duds with hearts of gold, just being like, "I'm into this dude." Um, but and also, I thought it was funny. The show went from her being like, "I don't know any of these guys," to in this episode, she's like, "I'm in love with several men." <laughs> <laughs> Did you, like she's in love with everybody all of a sudden yeah she's smooching she's with everybody she's in love with Luke P and at least two of the other guys Tyler C cool as a cucumber my man I'm yes. hoping he wins but I don't think he's gonna win The they were in the Netherlands this episode and uh which is where Midsommar takes place I wish what happened to the characters in that what happened to the <laughs> cast of The Bachelorette Perhaps she sent time. home Mike and that forgettable guy Connor yes it, literally for being forgettable yeah. And I, I, it's like I had to just for a second. I almost didn't remember his name. I might even. I'm still not even sure it was Connor. Yeah. Um, and then she sent home Garrett. Gat. Gat. She did that dinner. Did you remember that with Luke and Garrett sitting down at dinner with her, and they're just going at it, and so like awkward. Garrett's confident enough to think that Luke is going to be sent home, and he just wasn't. Yeah. And then now it's like Tyler C and Luke are going at it, and Tyler C called him out for being five eight. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, he was like, no. normally like we have a real villain on the show but like we get this little shit and neat the funniest part is they're both like awful at shit talk and dumb so like they're having a bad back and forth couple of dummies yeah like they it's impressive she went on a, a day day with tad is it tad who's the guy 
He's, he has a short name. Jed. Kip or Ned. <laughs> short name, a liar. It's <laughs> Jed. But yeah, they went on a date. The singing guy. Yes, him. My sister doesn't he's like him because cool. he he walks funny, which is which is a good uh, it's observation. A good, it's a good reason to and not a good like reason somebody. to rule out a character entirely. But yeah, they went on a date, and he was like, "Today was one of the best days of my life." It's like what a stupid it, thing to say. Was it Tad or whatever your name? I is? can't think of the best day of my life. Yeah, like going going to get coffee. I'm hoping it's my death. Going to get coffee and look at chocolate with this woman who keeps complaining was the best day of your life. <laughs> like that's it. That's the dream. Then, like, they're riding horses around, and they're not good at it. That's classic reality show stuff. Like, they put them on a horse, and they're like, how do I do this? I I don't know how to go. Go, mush. It was... The show sickens me, and I can't wait for the next iteration of it. Whether I, I don't know if it's Bachelor in Paradise or The Bachelor itself next, but... I'm on board, and we're going to keep this stupid segment alive if I have anything to say about it. Oh, yes. There's some lines that the guys dropped this week. Hannah is my muse, one of them said. Your muse for what? Yeah, like, you, you're in software sales. Yeah, like, what do you do with that inspiration that you get from your muse? These are guys like, who just regurgitate things that they've heard in life yes. and think that there's some sort of significance because of it it being something they've already heard in the past from somebody else who, who had something to say and meant it. Yes. They, they get, she gets half naked with some of these guys and they're getting portraits taken. That was kind of spicy. That's fun. Uh, she's crying at dinner. She was crying a lot again. A lot she's of tears breaking from down. Hannah. She's a mess, frankly. She's needs some Zoloft. I was legit surprised when she sent Mike home. Like, I was Me looking, too. I liked him a lot. I thought he was handsome and charismatic, and he seemed to like her more than all the other guys. I, I, was, look, I was looking at my phone, kind of checked out for a bit. Then I looked up and was like, wow, Mike's out? I was like, legitimately like, oh my God. You're hooked. You're a Bachelor Nation member now. Mike is out? <laughs> you don't but know yeah, who Dante is? This episode was low on Luke P, and then he roars in at the end and has the, the back and forth you described. The bros are at odds. I hope the bros fight at some point. I want to see a bro fight. Yeah, I need Tyler C. and Luke to punch each other. Yeah. And one of them to get kicked out as a result of it. Even if it means my boy Tyler C. has to go home if he gets to punch Luke in the face. They probably know that if you get in a fight, both people get bitted out. And that's why... That that pisses me off, though, because, like, Luke P. is clearly, like, a pretty strong dude as is tyler c Mm. and like wimpy garrett was like talking shit right to luke p's face it's like dude if you guys were in a nightclub or a bar (laughs) or on the street or anywhere else you wouldn't be this confident confident yeah it's like you have your like security guard balls yeah exactly just it's come on he's walking around like he's like a bond villain it's like no you're just like the only guy who's comfortable enough to like be this annoying and dickheadish you're like a dopey Bond Luke villain. P's like a psychopath, but he's yes. just like a nerdy a nuisance. And I'm glad he got sent home. And his naked bungee jumping was silly. Mm. And I wouldn't... If they suggested that as a date for me, I'd be like, I will get naked with Hannah, and <laughs> we're not going bungee jumping because that's dangerous and dumb. Dope. And then they kicked me off the show for refusing to do an activity. Yes. <sighs> that's all I got on Bachelor. You got more? No, I just... Sorry to rush you. I just feel like we're... No, that's cool. We're time heavy here. I thought it was funny at the end when Mike's getting sent home. He's like in the car, like I'm shell shocked. I'm in love with Hannah. I just never put it out there like that. And it's just like, okay, such an enough. Like you haven't. You guys enough, didn't Mike. even like talk enough. about anything. You had like nine interactions. You're not in love with her. 
You can't be in love with somebody that you don't know. Yeah, as I You're said, strangers. Last week, no one knew anybody. This week, everyone's in love. There was a, there was a change. The, the producers were like, "Okay, we need more love yeah. from you guys. We need a little bit more." Well, there's only Chris like Harrison four with or his five dudes. fucking hot dog package on his on his forehead. <laughs> Guy has more wrinkles in his forehead than any. It's like Vienna fingers mushed all over his face. Delicious. No, um, but he. Um, there's only like four or five dudes left. We're we're almost we're done down here. to Jed. Uh, Pete the pilot, um, Tyler C, and Luke P. There's four bros, and we're doing we're going to hometowns. So she's gonna go to all of their respective oh, homes. Oh yeah, that's that's the next step. Right, and, then, and then I think she cuts two more, and then it goes to two guys get to meet her family, and we see where that goes. Mm, interesting, very interesting, and I know the fans agree. The um. What else do we have? Is that it? That seems like a show. That's all I got. That's yeah. a, that's the show. We can do the obits. I got a good one for us. We're gonna obit the shit out of it. Obits. And then the yes. ninety seconds of the departed. Yes. The departed. The departed kid. Not in my house, Helene. Helene. Um, We're such pros. Every, every episode of this show doubles as a master class in how to podcast. Yeah, we're getting real, real tight here. We're doing yes. tight five. Yes, 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 um, yes, yes, This week, the line I want to obit. Last week was a little more broad. We obituaried the entire show, The Office, on yes. Netflix. And that's, on Netflix, I'm saying. Jesus, it's been so long. It's an NBC show. That's still dead and buried, folks. And fuck The Office. <laughs> it's uh, over. And fuck you, Steve Carell. Oh. The Sandlot. He's a regional. I would say the whole movie's gone. Steve Carell's a, a regional treasure. He's from around here, kid. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The city on a hill. Yes. I, I will let the Sandlot survive and just take out this one line to avoid having any argument with you because I know you don't. You do like this movie. I like the Sandlot. I think it's a charming picture. Okay, I don't. But this fair. The movie stays. This line goes. <laughs> People do drop that. A they lot, drop so. it a lot. I've seen it on T-shirts. That's when you know that's, something's that's, dead. That's one of those lines that someone says it, and you like have to give them like a no, you don't a cordial like huh, just to like acknowledge like oh yeah, you said a thing. I know the thing. It's from that thing. Okay, good, good, cool, cool, cool. It's Gonzo. Yeah. No, I'm fine with that. That's a hacky. I. Uh, I I don't. It's one of those things that's worked its way into the zeitgeist. Ooh. To the point of just, <laughs> I can't take it anymore. It gets me every time. <laughs> Even though I misplayed it earlier with my bad production skills, I'm working on my production, folks. I'm trying to make it sharp and tight. I thought, I thought we were buttery smooth this episode. Yeah, this Maybe feels like a great app. I feel like this is a hot one. Hot one? Hot one. I mean, fans, it's all for you. There's a scene in The Departed where this this song is played. And speaking of The Departed, do you want to watch 90 seconds of it right now with me? Um, He's thinking it over. He's pondering. I don't know. 
Mm. Yeah, why not? Okay, he's in. I'm back in, folks. Here we go. 90 seconds to Departed. Where is it? Where is it? I had it queued. Uh, Gamma. This is why Apple TV sucks, because I had it queued and I was looking at it. And real quick, I'll sneak in some plugs. Subscribe and follow to Enough on iTunes or SoundCloud. Rate and review us. If it's a fun one, we'll read it on the air. Send us an email at enoughthepodcast at gmail.com. Any questions, concerns, recommendations, bits, the whole deal, whatever you got. We're brought to you in part by Wahlburgers. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Skip Season. Follow me if you want to. Yeah, and my plugs, uh, I'm going to plug only my business this week. Ankfit, A-N-K underscore F-I-T because some stupid Swedish company has the regular one. Yeah, let's get that from them. I, let's usurp they that. Seem, they don't seem to be using it, so yeah. it's like... That's always the case. Hey, uh, could you? <laughs> if you could, we'd love it if you would. I didn't get it on Twitter either. They got that too. It's like they signed up and just grabbed both. Yeah. And it's like, I got the website. I got ankfit.com. But Every time you website. look up something like that, it's like, oh, they haven't used it since like 2012. Like, can I just have it? Yeah, but then you? it's such a whole thing. I haven't even reached out to them. I probably should. I just don't like giving people the satisfaction ever with anything because I'm <laughs> a stubborn prick. Wow. Reveal. Here we go. Dignum has a style of his own. Oh, I'm afraid well, we all have to be used to it. So, you got family connections down in Southie, right? Through your father? Yeah, I do. Why don't you tell us about your Uncle Jackie? I don't want to. I'm going to start talking to the movie. Is that fun? He was a cop in lay for Jordan Marsh. Uncle Jackie was a small-time bookie who attended bar at the vets in Somerville. Kid. He got popped by the cash for 95. We <laughs> found his body out by the airport. By Maya's kind of fit. That's right. I remember his funeral. Good. Close casket. That's right. Kid. So, tell everybody up at Deerfield? That is before you got kicked out for wailing on a gym teacher with a folding chair? You had an uncle met his demise like that? Huh? I got a question. How fucked up are you? Very. <laughs> I've been mostly silent for this. I'm, I'm just loving it. Doom, doom, doom. That's what we do here. Wait, hold on. It's one of my. Hi, darling. What you got, Staff Sergeant? <laughs> it's one of my favorite fans. That's right, you. What a country. <laughs> Perfect. Kid, they're both rats. Hey, Spoiler alert. I'm going along. You know, if you went alone every once in a while, you might get somewhere. Fuck you. We're cops. Okay. We're cops. That's 90 seconds. That was a good 90 seconds. That was a good 90 seconds. Nice meaty chunk. Got a couple of our favorite lines in, and uh, that's it. Um, once again, enough to podcast at Gmail if you want to write us a letter. Yes. And, and follow Night Opening on Twitter and Night Openings on Instagram. Friend of the show. And listen to movie premieres on Limited. Yeah, you're saying, like, 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 you're saying